I want to talk briefly about our prophetic history, and I want to end with the leadership team lining the front, and if you came today, I want you to get prayer today. Does that make sense? So like if you came and you did not receive prayer yet with someone laying their hands on you and saying words out loud, then do not leave. Cool? Okay. Um, I'm not going to start at the very beginning and I'm not going to read all these. We, the leadership team had a weekend and shared a house together and we revisited our prophetic history and we watched a video about different personalities and things and laughed and ate food and prayed with each other and did some listening prayer and then all shared what we were hearing the Lord say and um, somehow wish we could include the entire congregation in all that weekend um, so probably for the next little while, we'll be unpacking that. Uh, we want to send out a series of these prophetic words from our history so far. But I, I kind of want to start by saying John Mishler, when he was still a pastor at Greenwood, received a calling from God to plant a mission church. To plant a church that was focused enough on the mission of Jesus that it would shed its Mennonite identity. That it would be able to bring in the kinds of people who were not accepted in the Mennonite church. That it could bring people in and make them members who had a past, who would not have worked, it wouldn't have worked as well in the congregation he was at. So he planted Canon Mennonite Church, which was, if you're new here, the name of this congregation when it started. He moved his family here to be missionaries here for this community, to live as missionaries. And that was the enduring mantle over the house. And I feel like John Mishler has lived that missionary calling faithfully. And some people caught that vision, and some didn't. But the mantle remains over our house as a calling. And some of us get it and some of us don't. And no one's doing it perfectly, but we're all still called to that mantle, that original purpose for why is there even this church. It's for us to leave our Christian culture behind. And out of love and relationship with Jesus, incarnate Jesus to the people around us. To go on mission, to not just huddle here, but to get equipped here to go there. To get something here, to take it there. And not even just to come here to receive, but to be at his feet every day so that when we come here, we're here to give and receive. And I'm sure there have been a lot more prophetic words than that, but I, it, was how John, it was how John Mishler convinced me to come. We, he and I did talk about food on the phone in my first conversation where he asked me to come. I said, basically I wanted to kind of know, like, what's the food like in Delaware? 
And we talked about that. But what captured my heart was his evangelistic, outreach-oriented, grace, victorious Jesus gospel. That's what won me over and said, yeah, I could give my life to that. This is... um, Where is it? I think these are out of order. They're not numbered. I'm going to read the recommissioning prayer that Brian, or part of the recommissioning prayer of Brian Connolly. Or should I just start in order? Okay. I'm not going to read all these. In 2012, Brian Connolly said this. In November 19, 2012, Brian said, This church, he, he said he was driving here and he saw this huge beam of light coming down out of heaven, landing on this church and like a nuclear explosion and a sonic boom. Um, he said, There's a wave coming out of this church right now. God wants to use this church to usher in one of the greatest revivals that Delaware has ever seen. This house is going to be a school of the prophets. This house is going to be a ministry training center. This is going to be a school where prophets are trained. This church will literally be a bridge and a gateway for every other church in this area to receive what God is doing. God is going to be filling these pews with hurt, lost, and broken people who find out that there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus in this place. That's why we changed our name to Gateway, because of that prophetic word. In April 27 of 2013, Max Zook came and talked to us about the vine, about how Jesus is tending and cultivating and pruning the vine for greater fruitfulness. And in the midst of that weekend, he also talked about Jesus as the shepherd. It was a weekend of visual imagery. And this was at, in the middle of his sermon. If you know Max, he would say, I don't prophesy. I'm not a prophet. But in the middle of his sermon, the Spirit gripped him in such a way that when he was finished saying these words, he was shaking and he sat down and he said, Tim, I, I, I can't even stand up. That never happens to me. I don't know what just happened. And I was like, you just prophesied, baby. Come on. And this is what he said. The world around us squeezes us into a mold that says we're going to use whatever power or authority we have to get it right and establish it now and forever. And Jesus says that the authority of the Father is used to invest the kingdom in others, to bring life, to bring people to life and to lay your life down for the sake of others. And by taking this name, Gateway, you are saying, we are saying, that this fellowship will be a gate by which people might be saved and find life and find health and find nourishment. And we're going to take this name and we're going to own it because we, in the name of Jesus, are going to lay down our authority, our rights, for the sake of those who come through the gate so that they will find life and find it to the full. That's John 10.10. And we're going to do whatever it takes to do that. And, and then I remember him being really overwhelmed. Like he was seeing that we'd better be reverent. This is a high calling. 
And he said, this is an awesome, awesome calling. Your mandate for Gateway Fellowship is the good shepherd and his authority and his example to come lay his life down. And what matters is that others find life and find it to the full. That means that you're going to know people intimately because this kind of ministry only comes out of intimate knowledge. They know my voice and they follow me because they recognize my voice. It's based upon knowledge and it's based upon surrender, giving up, releasing. Gateway Fellowship then isn't about Gateway Fellowship. It's, it's about being a gateway for others to find life in Jesus. It's not about us. It's not about us. It's about those who hear the voice of the shepherd saying, Come. And we will invite and we will be a place, a source, a safe place. These walls protect. They protect out. They keep out what will destroy the flock. And then Max said this and he was like, I was like, man, this is, this is sharp. This is intense. He said, make sure that if someone is climbing over the walls and they're not coming through the gate the proper way, they are excluded. It's not for the benefit and health of the flock. And this is a safe place, a place of building, of increase, a place of life. Harold Eberly had a word. I'm not going to read you all these today. There's too many. Dan Moeller had a fantastic word. We also noticed a theme that every time a, prophetic, a strong prophetic word came, there was a counterattack. It was highly targeted and specific and precise at exactly the point of the seed. Which is interesting, right? That's, I think that's a principle in Scripture. Like, So Jesus is baptized and hears the Father say, This is my Son whom I love. You are my son in whom I'm delighted. I'm well pleased with you. You're my son whom I love. My delight is in you. Whatever, Tim, get it right. And as soon as that word comes to Jesus, what's, what's the enemy do? If you are the son, do this. If you are really the son, da-da-da-da. If God's delight is really in you, if you're really all that. That's where the attack always comes. Your grasp of the promise. Your faith in the promise. And we noticed that. We talked, we processed that. Like, what happened in church life right after this word came? And we were like, oh my word, there was a specific, targeted, extended attack on exactly that. Huh. So then we started asking, well, what's the most recent prophetic word, and where will the counterattack likely come, and what can we do to steady ourselves and stand and cling to the promise and rise up and be fruitful instead of do what we have done oftentimes in our congregation? which is be beat down by the trial and not exactly be as fruitful as we're called to, if we're honest. That was definitely that, and this doesn't belong to that. Okay. Why aren't there page numbers? This is Brian Connolly, uh, January, right? So, last month. Sunday night, he said, I want to recommission you tonight. I want to call awake the things that have fallen asleep. I want to speak to gifts. I want to speak to dreams tonight. I want to recommission you by the Spirit of God and say, let's run. Let's not look back anymore. Let's run together. Let's go after God with everything that we've got. Let's fan into flame the gift of God. Let's let zeal and passion come alive again. Let's not let the fear of what could be or what might be or this or that. Let's let's stop living in the zip code of what if. Let's stop living in the zip code of five minutes from now. Let's just enjoy the moment. Let's follow him. 
He said, Heavenly Father, we come before you tonight not as a defeated people, but as an empowered people. I thank you that the ashes of yesterday are not our beauty tomorrow. I thank you that you're restoring the devastations. You're rebuilding the ancient cities and rebuilding the ancient ruins. You've called this church to carry the mantle of what was never fulfilled. I thank you that you set this church apart. And then he talked about the beam of light and the sonic boom from that first word because he still remembers it. I believe that what God is going to do in this place is meant to touch everything around it. Thank you for calling this church, Father, to be a model, an example. Thank you that we're letting go of every right to be anything else except love. Nothing is going to slow this place down. Thank you for the healing that is happening here this weekend. Thank you for removing the spirit of fainting and releasing a mantle of praise. And there's so much here. I don't really want to read all of it. I just... But there's specific key words. I'm speaking into dreams that have fallen asleep. I'm calling forth gifts that have fallen asleep. I speak to the things that have gone dormant because circumstances were intimidating, because things became too scary, because fear got an upper hand. And I'm thankful that a spirit of timidity is not from you, but a spirit of love, power, and sound mind. I recommission you tonight to keep running, to keep running, to keep running, and not look back. The gifts and calling of God are without repentance, without, God doesn't pull them back, he doesn't change his mind just because the going got tough. You haven't changed your mind and I thank you for new mercy every morning, for new seasons. But even though it's a new season, it's still ultimately about the destination. Seasons are a vehicle to get us where we're going. Holy Spirit, I pray that Gateway Fellowship would arise and shake off the ashes, shake off the dust, shake off what could have been and what should have been. In the name of Jesus, I declare over Gateway, arise, shine, your light has come. You are meant for so much more. It's your time. Now is your year. We're not waiting for God to do a thing. God has done a thing. I ask, Father, that we would get up and do something with whatever has been given to us. God, give them a dream that's bigger than themselves. Give them a dream that's larger than they could possibly imagine. I'm telling you, God has not changed his mind about a school here. He's not changed his mind. I see a school of theology coming out of this place. He's not changed his mind about the equipping of the saints in this place. I see people from, from all over coming to drink from what it is that God wants to do here. I know and understand the weight of what I'm saying. It's on me, and I'll take responsibility, and I promise you that he has not changed his mind about a school here. I speak to every dream right now in the name of Jesus. Wake up. Wake up in Jesus' name. And it won't just be a school of theology, but a school of presence where people will understand what it means to practice the presence of God. I see so much creativity coming out of this house. I see the dreamers waking up. I see the artists waking up. I see the philosophers waking up. I see hunger and passion rising up. I feel like the Lord, and I know this might sound cheesy, but I feel like the Lord is saying, just dare to dream. Just dare to dream. I feel like he is saying, you just watch what I'm about to do this year. I feel like he's saying, you're not going to have to do anything, but as a sign that what I'm saying is true, watch, I promise you. Watch as God and his presence begins to increase. You watch. There's going to be an influx here this year. I know that's not your goal, but that's what qualifies you. You watch. I just heard this in my heart. A restored people attract broken people. 
And there's a call of God on this house to, to redeem and to restore. Holy Spirit, God, all over this place, I pray to the deepest areas of people's hearts right now. And I pray that you touch people deeply right now. I pray that the breath of God would come. Father, breathe now in the name of Jesus all over this room. Goodbye, dust. Goodbye, rejection. Goodbye, hurt. Goodbye, pain. Goodbye, offense. Thank you for the reawakening that's taking place. Thank you for a firm foundation and for deep roots. It doesn't say that the storm only comes to the foolish man, but to the wise and the foolish. It's all about how we build. Father, I thank you. It's almost as if you handed out new wood, new hammers, new nails, and new tools this weekend. For some of us, we had our dreams blown over, and for some of us, it's been revealed what we built upon. But this weekend, it's different. Father, it's almost as if you poured new cement It's almost as if you laid a new foundation. It's almost as if I hear you saying, now go ahead and build. Now see if that doesn't stand the test of time. Father, I thank you. It's not a matter of how hard the enemy blows, but how strong our foundation is. I thank you that I'm speaking to a people that have a hunger for you, that are choosing to deny themselves and choosing to run this race together. I thank you for a deep unity that's coming out of this house. I thank you for unity that's like oil that runs in Aaron's beard that's precious to the Father. Thank you for uniting hearts and lives together for one heart, one focus, one single pursuit. I recommission this church and its leadership in the name of Jesus to run and not get tired, to walk and not faint. Thank you, God, for renewing strength like never before. I thank you for divine kicks in the pants. I thank you, God, for the defibrillator of the Spirit. There it is again. I thank you for divine resuscitation. I thank you for grace to hear even the hard things because you love us. Thank you for circumcising the areas that hold us back. Father, we choose tonight to give you our yes. He said a little bit more than that, but we will, we will email out some of the rest. And I want to quickly share my listening prayer, and then I want to invite all the leadership team come up. In fact, while I'm reading my what I heard, you elders can go ahead and line the front. We have a fant- I feel like we had a fantastic time. Um, are you leaving instead? Uh. <laughs> Duty calls. This is what as we all did listening prayer and I I actually kind of want to sit down with each of the elders with my video camera and do my video camera thing that I do so much and uh, and share a compilation of of the highlights that way. But anyway, this is what I heard the Lord saying as we, we prayed yesterday. If you seek me, hear this, take this in. If you seek me, Holy Spirit, he's all over me, you guys. I don't know how you're feeling right now with the presence of God in the house. Like, he is all over me. If you seek me, you will find me. If you seek me, you will find me. If you seek me, you will find me. How you seek matters. You can seek me out of fear. You can seek me out of the joy set before you. Meaning you can do one or the other. Be careful how you seek. Let me explain. When he said you can seek me out of fear, what he meant is anxieties about how things are going can drive you into my presence begging me for help. 
Or we can seek him for the joy of knowing him and doing his will. Be careful how you seek because seeking is building. Seeking is building. How we seek is how we build. You find what you seek. My fire, my fire comes upon sacrifice. But the fires of respectable human religion are simply lit by people. My spirit calls deeply to your deep. That yes, that call is what makes the sparks fly. And then he talked to me personally, but everyone said, nah, it was for everyone, so okay, fine. You already know, Tim, it's the secret place. It's the shadow of the Almighty. It's the refuge of the Most High. It's the fragrance of heaven that must be there for life to come through for others. Leave space for me to work. Leave space for you to feel foolish and weak. Clever words can never do what the love of Jesus revealed through weakness can. Release for prisoners makes for a good day. There is a focus on music. I want you to hear this. There is a focus on music and preaching that isn't right. There is a focus on me that sets the world right. I mean, even though we'll preach and even though we'll sing, there is a focus on music and preaching that dries up the well. You've been craving for movement to happen corporately, and it can. Just take time and do what I indicate. Take time to pray and listen regularly. You already know this. It's simple. Listen, hear, obey whatever he tells you. You don't turn the water into wine. You follow the instruction to fill the jars. You don't multiply the loaves. You hand them out. You don't make the water hold you up. You step out of the boat. You do whatever Jesus tells you. Instead of managing other people, managing their expectations, managing their emotions, instead of moving strategic chess pieces around, bring all your concerns to me and find out from me what I want done about it. And then sometimes I'll say, go. And other times I'll say, stay here and pray. And sometimes I'll say, rally the troops. Dream with me, not just for me. Learn to get really adventurous. Here's a short prayer. What next? Oh, man, okay, that's probably enough. Oh, yeah, you finished with this one. You need to relax. Can you take that in, gateway? Can you receive that word? You need to relax. You need to enjoy this journey called life. Stop the constant proving of yourself. You're already significant. Now just give out of what I am pouring into you daily. Relax. (laughs) How's that for a prophetic word? Relax, we got work to do. That's what it feels like. Yeah, relax, we got work to do. Relax, we got work to do. Relax, we got work to do. There's rest in the run. You know, faith puts a soul at rest and a body in motion. Go ahead and stand. Now, if I were you, I'd be looking around at the elder team and figuring out which person you feel led by the Spirit to go and receive prayer from. So I'm going to release you to do that with this prayer. Holy Ghost,
we are so grateful for the words you've spoken over us in our life. We are sure that they don't just all come to pass without our cooperation. But we're also sure that there are some things that only you can do and we're not responsible for. Would you give us grace to know our simple assignment, trusting that you will do the impossible as we do what you set before us and that is possible. Give us grace in Jesus' name to offer up our anxious thoughts to you and say, Father, what do you want done about it? And then to take the action that you instruct. God, I'm convinced that really is that simple. It really is that simple. It really is that simple. God, would you bless these people that are before me right now? Would you bless this Gateway Fellowship? Would you bless, in Jesus' name, fill every heart with fresh fire as these elders lay their hands on them. Fill every heart with fresh fire. Fire to love you and fire to carry your fragrance into every area of their lives through the laying on of these elders' hands. It's in Jesus' name and for Jesus' glory, not our glory, not to us, God, not to us. We don't need credit. We don't need thanks. We don't need praise. We don't need a reputation. God, we don't need to be noticed. We don't need to be acknowledged. We want Jesus to be thanked. We want Jesus to be glorified. We want Jesus to be worshipped. We want Jesus to get what you deserve, Jesus, from the blood you spilt, from the love you've poured out, from the grace that you have lavished on us. We want you to get what you deserve from our lives. We say more, more of you for your own sake, God. More of your spirit on us for your sake, God. More healing for your sake. More connection for your sake. More passion for your sake. And Gateway said, Amen. Please don't leave without getting prayer.